if it's not joyful and you don't feel like pushing yourself out of the comfort zone, because it's the difference between fear and this anxiousness, then don't do it. Then don't build your business that way. Just because other people are doing that doesn't mean that you have to be doing it. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hello, everybody, and I am welcoming you today to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Today, we're going to meet a friend of mine, a fellow polka dot, Jen Jones, and we're going to talk a little bit about what intropreneurs are. And so welcome, Jen Jones. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you're, you're here today. It is the last podcast recording of 2021, and so it's fun that we have an aligned mission. So I'm going to read to you what Jen does, and then we're going to begin. So Jen Jones, the J in the J, and some people call her JJ, which I think is adorable, is the founder of Connect and Elevate, and she helps introverted women entrepreneurs stop the struggle of getting mediocre results in their business by guiding them through an exact stepped process to harness their introverted powers so they can learn how to build meaningful connections, elevate their relationships, and work with their businesses so that their businesses are more of what they love while managing their energy. So welcome, Jen. Thank you. I love it. I love the last part, like managing your energy. It's such an introverted thing that I'm just like, oh, I love talking about that. Let's really get the ball kicked off here because what's an intropreneur? That's just such a cool term. And I, I really like to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it was one of those things that came to me after talking and talking and talking to so many people about what I'm doing. And I'm like, I cannot figure out what I'm going to name my book. And lo and behold, intropreneur. So introvert entrepreneur has already been taken by a amazing author. And I was like taking it to the next level where I want to put heart into our businesses and not just logic. So it's this duality of masculine and feminine and bringing it all together into entrepreneur. It's just one of those things where you hear it and you're like, that's me. You, you know, you're like, oh, I'm an introvert and I'm an entrepreneur, that's me. And it's been an amazing journey to use that word. I'm also talking to a couple other people and they're like, you need to do t-shirts with that. So you might see t-shirts. <laughs> that's lovely. So let's talk about the characteristics of an introvert that you've seen in businesses and in the people that you're working with. Yeah, so what I wanna start with is not all introverts, are quiet and shy. So I think a lot of people think that introverts are, all of them are quiet and shy. People think that I'm an extrovert because I can come onto a podcast or I can stand in front of a room and you know have a conversation with people. I am definitely an introvert. And to tell the difference is to get your energy, you actually go inward. So for me, 
I get drained by being out with lots of people and having to talk with people. Even sometimes my thoughts are draining, to be honest. And so to retreat back quietly and just be with myself, whether that's taking a walk or, you know, working out, journaling, reading. So if you're an introvert, you're someone who gets their energy by doing something alone. Typically, there is a caveat to that where, you know, when you're one-on-one with someone, if you're really energizing each other, that can happen too. So I don't want to discount that, but most of the time it's because you get your energy from actually being inside yourself versus an extrovert who loves parties and gets their energy from hanging out with all kinds of people and chatting it up. Do you think that there's an in-between? Yes. So... I have in the past called myself an ambivert, but after analyzing that, so basically it's someone who's more social, but gets their energy from, you know, going quiet. What I really decided to do was I'm like, I am an introvert because I feel like I was using ambivert because I didn't want to be known as an introvert because I feel like there's negative connotations, especially in business. If you're an introvert, if you're an introvert, you're not going to be successful. You know, you have to be an extrovert when you go to networking, you know, events and networking meetings. And so it was one of those things where I took ambivert off my list and said, you can be an ambivert, but there's also something called a social introvert. So that's what I've been using more often now because I feel like it's more me than say an ambivert because to me that's taking away something that is, I'm prideful. Like I I enjoy being an introvert and I want everyone to know it. Many of the audience might be sitting there thinking, I don't know, I don't know which one I am now. And to be honest, I, I think I might be an ambivert because with COVID and and the pandemic and the way many of us are sitting still a little more at home, you know, there's, there's still not as many social events, et cetera, et cetera. I've really had to do a lot of personal reflection about this because I still get like, if I'm on stage or, you know, if I'm in a group of people, I feel juiced up, but I can't give too much of my energy away. I have to go back and replenish And I think with the pandemic, it's showed me that I thought, oh my goodness, I think I'm going to really have a hard time, a struggle with not being able to socialize as much. And instead I went deeply within myself and actually uh, spent a lot of energy reconnecting. But then I was making a discovery about myself. I kind of liked that, but I still feel juice when I go out and I'm on stage. So I really kind of think I'm an in-between. And my mother used to say to me, I, uh, my mom was Betty and she was the socialite of like Midland, Pennsylvania. She was always a social, social person. And I used to say, mom, I need to close my door ever since I was little because I needed to like shut the energy off because I'm highly sensitive. And so my mom was highly, she was anxious Mm -hmm. and she was always cleaning, always moving, always doing. And That would really, I think, and this is the first time I'm processing this with you. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Miss JJ, (laughs) is I think what ended up happening was I was really shutting my energy off from her anxiety because I could feel her anxiety. So let's talk a little bit about anxiety, because I think that there's something about anxiety and 
introverts and extroverts and business owners. I'm, they're actually sharing that language with me, with the clients I'm working with is they say, I'm highly anxious. I'm highly sensitive. So let's talk about those people. Where, where do we put them? Well, you know, you bring up a really great point is that you can physically stop the energy and you're probably the expert, right. On talking, talking about that. And, you know, a lot of my clients that have gone through the process usually are very highly sensitive people. I don't identify as a highly sensitive person, but I am sensitive. Like when you do those quizzes and, you know, figure out like what, you know, where on the spectrum are you? I'm sort of in that middle ground. And so a lot of introverts actually get anxious because they need to walk into a room or they need to go on a Zoom call with 40 other people or they need to stand up and you know, present something. And so what I try to, I guess, mold in there is if it doesn't bring you joy, if you're not a social, social introvert, like I am, I do think that there are skills that we can develop to stand in front of people and have a conversation or go into a room full of 20, 30 people and not feel as anxious. So I do think that there's skills there, but in the end, it still drains your energy. And so then you're back to square one. And how do you find what brings you joy? So standing in front of a room or even going live on, you know, Facebook, that's like, I just can't do it. I'm too anxious to do it. I'm not going to do it. So my view is go inward and feel it. If it's not joyful and you don't feel like, you know, pushing yourself out of the comfort zone, because it's the difference between like fear and this anxiousness, Mm -hmm. uh, then don't do it. Like, then don't build your business that way. Just because other people are doing that doesn't mean that you have to be doing it. That's interesting. Do you think that helping people to get to the core of their fear would help them with their anxiousness? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, just one of my clients from a few, few months ago in the springtime, time is, is just this place where I'm like yesterday, no, that was five years ago. So So trying to remember time is definitely not in my favor right now. So this client of mine that, you know, back in the spring, you know, she was very anxious about going to a networking event that started back up in person. And because we've been on Zoom for so long as introverts and some people who are extroverts have gotten comfortable being on Zoom, they know what to expect. They know what they can do. They're, you know, they can shut off their camera if they want, if they have to use the bathroom, they, you know, it's, we become comfortable. And so getting back in the saddle and going to, going to an in-person networking event was really difficult for her. And, you know, we thought, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the fear of going there. And ultimately, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the COVID, you know, I are wearing a mask. It was really that she's like, what am I going to do when I walk through the door? And it was like, do what you did two years ago. Let's go through what that looks like. So I think that we just have gotten comfortable. I say we, I'm categorizing people, but some of us have gotten comfortable just being on Zoom and have forgotten the skills that we have when we walk into a room with real people in person. So really getting down to the fear of, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody the extroverted way. Do I have to talk to everybody? No, 
you just do what you did two years ago and you walk into the room, you may or may not know anybody, usually, well, this person knew a few people and you just, you make those connections and you walk out of there with one person new that you wanna meet and that's your intention for the meeting. And so I think just simplifying it, having an exit plan was also part of that. <laughs> okay, if it gets too overwhelming, what do you do? And, you know, and she had an amazing time. She's like, Jen, I don't know what I was so fearful about, but I walked in and, you know, she met a couple people and she walked out the door. She's like, this was amazing. So I think sometimes we build up things in our, in our minds, but we're actually very skilled and we can go out there and do the, the hard things and they become natural to us again, like they were a couple of years ago. So one of the things that you just spoke of, and I noticed it was on your website was intentions. So let's for this moment, because you have something in your business that really promotes setting an intention, let's set an intention together and let's show people, let's set an intention for this podcast. So what do you want the intention of the podcast to be for you? So for me, it is really connecting with other people. Um, as you know, podcasts are a little bit more difficult. We're not in the room together, but I know that someone out there listening is like, oh my gosh, like she's talking about me. There are people out there who don't identify with either or because either they haven't thought about it or they just haven't, you know, identified. And so my intention coming on this was to say, hey, someone out there who is an introvert, woman entrepreneur, who's looking to do things on their own terms and while managing their energy, they're attracted to me and they're like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her because she seems like the right person for me to talk to in this moment. Mm, excellent. So since you brought up this intention, let's talk about managing your energy. So talk more to me about what does that mean as a business entrepreneur and managing your energy? Yeah, it's so individual, which I have realized more and more. I thought I could come up with, you know, okay, this will work for everybody, but we're all so different. Obviously, <laughs> we're all so different, but I have come up with a plan, right? It's taking a look at one, what depletes our energy. And that could be physical things like going to a networking event going on zoom for me, you know, especially late at night, I'm also a mom of three. So going on a zoom event for, you know, six, six 30, you know, I really have to plan my day accordingly so that I can do that. So managing your energy is really knowing when is your best time to do things, what drains your energy, but being aware of all of this. So we can do that, but if we're not actually aware of, okay, you know what, that meeting that meeting really took a lot of energy because it was at 6.30 at night. And I know that after that, like I need to have everything lined up. My husband needs to put the little kid to bed, you know, and I need to just shut down, have something to drink and literally go retreat to my bedroom. And I set the intention with my family, like, please, you know, just go to bed. Like the teenager too, please just go to bed. If you need something, talk to me in the morning because I just don't have any more energy and it's time and time again. So managing your energy is really awareness of what depletes our energy, rating it, really rating it, not just, you know, going, oh yeah, that was hard. And, you know, not sure what I'm going to do about it. 
and then knowing what actually rejuvenates our energy. So for me, I say taking a walk, but sitting down and reading a book or journaling or just being quiet actually rejuvenates me more than taking a walk in the woods, especially when it's cold. So I'm in Massachusetts and it was 30 degrees this morning. So going out in the winter for me <laughs> is not happening, but I do love the sun and I love the heat of the sun and it is so rejuvenating to me. And I really feel like if you are an introvert, you know what fills your cup, you know what rejuvenates you, but sometimes we're just, we're so busy that we're just not paying attention. Mm, I love this conversation, of course, about energy. So one of the things that I realized that I never would have thought of about energy is I was going live. It was a while ago, every single day, every single day. And um, what I think happens is we, if we are on a big platform, so we have our daily energies to manage, but if we go on a big platform and we step onto Facebook, you know, I have like almost 3000 people if I'm speaking and I don't ever think about that, but if 3000 people, potentially even 300 people of those 3000 hear you, I believe that part of your energy goes out, right? Mm -hmm. It goes out to each and every one of them and they feel your energy. And so I believe like staying grounded is really important. And the acknowledgement that maybe I shouldn't be going live every day because that would feel now, if I did it now, that would feel very depleting to me. Mm -hmm. So some of the ways I've learned to pay attention to managing my own energy is like what fills me up, you know, and sometimes journaling fills me up like Sunday morning, sitting outside, which won't be for much longer. I did get to do it last weekend, but just, you know, spending time for me with my guides, with spirit energy and just journaling the answers that I ask of the universe really fills up my heart and helps me to stay in alignment for the energy to maintain my business. Because, you know, the next question we're going to talk about is you're in the middle of launching, you've created a book and you're going to be launching a book and talk about energy. So I just went through this whole cycle, September 14th. And it was like, you know, there's so many emotions and some that I wasn't aware of. And I'm going to share those with you after I ask you the question so that you may manage your energy too, because there were unexpected feelings that I didn't know I would have. So tell me what it's been like writing the book and having three kids and launching a book. Like I almost can't breathe through asking you this question. That's a lot <laughs> of stuff. So how did you manage your energy and talk about the process? Cause that's so exciting. So, I mean, everything in perfect timing, right? So my answer to you last week is very different than my answer to you today. <laughs> it's because right. We're on this journey. I was so gung ho about writing this book. This was what I was meant to do. And I started writing it, I started doing this and all those people in your head, right? Like, who are you to like, think that you're going to do this book. And so I allowed those, that negative self-talk, self-sabotage to interfere with my book writing hindsight, 2020, it's like, huh, 
like that there was a reason, like there was more to come. So I actually took a break from writing my book and I thought I was on a schedule, but I talked to my publisher and she's like, you know what, take the break and we'll just, we'll circle back. And I'm like, we can do that. <laughs> Asking for help, right? Here we go. There's, there's uh, something that's come up too. And so I finally finished it and sent the draft off and I'm like, okay, I am ready. I'm pumped. Let's go. School started. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to launch this book. I have a hundred other things I've committed to. Hmm. I need to stop saying yes to things when I'm doing big things because it takes big energy. So I've actually mm -hmm. said no to some big opportunities because I'm so focused on this book. Something else that came up very raw, and I'll be very brief, is that I was divorced over a decade ago, remarried. The divorce was simply because I worked a lot. I was a workaholic, I barely slept. That's how I validated myself. I love gold stars. My love language is words of affirmation. And I just wasn't getting it as a mom. And at the time I was a mom of only two. And so a decade or so later, uh, here I am going, oh my gosh, if I launch this book, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take energy. I'm going to like lose my family, lose my husband, like all this big mm. stuff came up this week and I'm sharing it. I have no idea, but I'm not crying. Like I am sharing it because holy crap. This has been such a moment for me to realize. I talked to my husband and he's like, I want you to have this. Like I'm here supporting you and holding you. And I'm like, <gasps> and I knew that, but hearing it was so different because as a mom, sometimes I feel like my kids take away my gold stars. And so like, work and my business really bring me fulfillment. Not that my, not that momming, I'm a good mom. I didn't think that a, over a decade ago, but I am a good mom. And it's okay to say like, I'm going to launch this book and it's going to be a sprint. I'm going to need more energy. I'm going to need more time to do that because I want to connect with people. And I would never have had this moment if I launched my book two months ago. Hmm. <laughs> Why I'm giggling about the gold stars and the kids is because what I thought you were alluding to is kids can make it real. Okay. Mom's a published author. And you know, like I had this big book launch going on and my son's like, well, what's for dinner? Who cares about your book? Like, <laughs> give me food, like <laughs> be a good mom. You know, like, But he was like teasing me. My, my kids yeah. really bring it back to real. And I oh, think kids are great about it. Yeah. <laughs> at one point you said, this is what I was meant to be. You know, I want to go back to that because I mean, this makes me actually feel emotional. Sarah McCrum has been recently on my podcast. She channeled a book about money, love money and money loves you. Mm -hmm. She was just, you know, your local person going along life. She failed at her business and had about two or $300 in her bank account. This is from her and the podcast. And she said, she took this millionaire mindset. And I think it might've been T Harv Eckert because I think I did the same program. And there's a question to put your pen to paper and ask what money has to say to you. And she said, my pen start writing and it wasn't me. 
And she said, over the course of some time, I channeled this entire book. And she said, now listen, this is the part I want everybody to hear. Had I been somebody else, I thought, oh, I would publish this book. So instead, what she did is she made the book and she gave it to a few friends. And then when she eventually went to publish it, her like Chinese master said, you know, you really shouldn't probably put a channeled book that you say that, you know, was delivered basically from the sky onto on your own name. So she said, I published my book under Joy Prospero in the beginning. And then of course, everything turned around and she has 2.6 million followers on YouTube. So what I want you to lean into right now and to go deep on is I want you to talk about that. How did you know, you said, this is what I was meant to be. That was so powerful. I want you to lean into that for us for a moment. Wow. Asking those questions. (laughs) So I haven't even shared it publicly, but I have been what some have called like transition, avoid all like the space where you're just not sure where your life is going. So back in April, May or so, I just felt like, wow, I just need to get out of my head. So I also own a real estate company and it's very logical for me. It's very simple, logical. This is what happens. And I treat my clients totally different, comes from my heart. And back at, during that time, I was like, I just need to give my brain a break. And I really need to settle into what my intuition is telling me and trust, which is really hard for me, trust that the universe will open up the skies and will show you in this magnificent way, what you're going to do with your life. So I did house projects. (laughs) (laughs) I did, I lost 28 pounds you know, I connected with people. I did all these joyful things. And I also took care of myself. And I was like, how come it hasn't happened yet? (laughs) How come it hasn't happened yet? And I'm looking around and I'm like, well, because part of me was still pushing, pushing, because that's a very big habit for me. An old habit that I have continuously worked on is just allowing versus pushing. And I'm like, Jen, you're still pushing for an answer. You're still trying to figure it out. You're not going to figure it out. Like it is literally going to come to you and you need to be in that moment. Well, of course I say that. And a week later, a friend's like, Hey, have you read the power of now? I said, no, but I've, you know, had it recommended a couple of times and I read it and I'm like, I have not been in the moment in the present moment, like he has talked about. So I'm going to start practicing this. And so I did, and I am not perfect at it by any means. And every now and then I'm like, uh, yeah, you think you're in the moment, but you're not in the moment. And you think you're pushing, but you're really pushing and you're not letting things happen. And so that was literally the process that I went through and decided to sit down and was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and, and try this again. And so much flowed out of me that I was like, so excited. And as an introvert, many may relate to this. Like my excitement isn't like standing on my desk, screaming and yelling, like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. It's an inner excitement that I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. And I want to talk about it to like everyone that I know. 
And so that moment has happened before, but this was for the book. Like the book is like, I'm ready to bring it to the world. And I wasn't ready four months ago to do that. Mm, I just want to stop right there. And I want to be in the now. And I want you to feel this moment. This is very emotional. It is. (laughs) You actually created a book without pushing, without hustle, with leaning into your heart and asking such a beautiful intention. What am I meant to do and be and deliver into this world naturally? And you did it. I want you to take this moment into your heart because you're here and you're speaking to potentially thousands of people over the course of time. And I just want to celebrate with you and congratulate you for that epiphany in your life. And so the listeners, what I would invite them to do is, and you're very much in alignment with the same message, head to heart coherence, is I want you to breathe in and I want you to feel this moment that we're all experiencing together, these emotions, these joys, these celebrations. So I invite you to touch your heart, take two of your fingers, touch where your heart's at, and then do a little massage and breathe in. And if you're not driving, close your eyes and feel what's in your heart in the now. And as you feel this, you might even want to ask or set a little intention. Who am I meant to be now? And breathe that in. And feel the truth. So many times we're in our head all day long. And where our answers are at are in our heart coherence. And when you're struggling to make some decisions or you're all floaty in your head, take a moment and breathe. Rub this area. There's actually science about this that there's all these activation points here that I don't remember, but I remember doing this. And so I just wanted to share this moment because this is a real celebration because you've achieved something without the hustle and you let the flow of life happen. And that's very much both of us share this marketing piece. And I think it's important to hear it in the now Mm -hmm. because this is the message, the core essence message that both of us are delivering to the world. So whoever you are, real estate, a stockbroker, somebody who's inventing new vaccines, a mom, whatever your role is right now, stopping, acknowledging the now and breathing into it and setting that little intention is so powerful. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Well, I'm grateful that you're stepping into what the world needs. Many times my guides have said, we are calling all all healers. They're knocking on everybody's door asking for help because this is a new world of consciousness. What we're talking about today is managing our energy and managing our consciousness and staying in the now. And I love all these subjects. I'm going to ask some more questions about your business and your book. So you have a process or a system that you've designed. And so talk to us a little bit about how the process was created and, you know, move on from there. We'll, we'll pull that out from that moment. (laughs) 
I think like any process is built is you went through it. So, you know, as I've been in real estate for just about 18 years now, um, my oldest is 18 and he was six months old. So uh, it's been quite a while. I can't believe I'm that, you know, that young, wink, wink. (laughs) And so I just use this process to do something a little different in real estate. Real estate is a very extroverted industry. And I was an introvert wanting to make it happen. And I, that was my motto for an awful long time as well. I was going to make this happen, but I surely wasn't going to make it happen by cold calling and door knocking. So (laughs) that is not my sales pitch. And so what I did differently was I built community. I brought people together. I gave back to the community Um, As we are talking now, I'm finalizing the last stretch of our third annual scholarship gala that we're doing, and it is about bringing people together. So it is this community. So the process that it started with just community sort of morphed into what we were just talking about is it's more, it's more than that. Because if you were just in your head, then it would just be these like, you know, robot relationships. Hi, I'm Jen. And this other person's like, hi, I need to sell my house. Well, in any industry that whether it's a client or a customer, you have a product, whatever it is, you have a connection with that person. And if you connect with that person, you build this relationship. And so I had to step back and say, how do you build relationships and get out of your head. Cause at the time I wasn't, I don't even want to use the word enlightened, but I, I didn't even know about what ease and flow was at the time, but I knew what was going on. Wasn't deep enough for me. The relationships weren't deep. It was very shallow. And so I'm like, how do I get there? And so through lots of work, it was, I needed to align with my authentic self. Like who was I? I wasn't that extrovert needing to shake everybody's hand. I was an introvert and I do like meeting one-on-one or in smaller groups. So I started doing like coffee connects with, you know, there were about 10, 15 people. And I'm like, wow, like this is working. And it was building community at the time, Facebook, you know, you were friends on Facebook with people, but you may not have known them in person. And so I brought people together and I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, this is, this is good stuff, right? Like, and I did it because I looked deeper in myself and I listened to my gut, which at the time I didn't even really know was my intuition and, you know, how my body felt, which is what we were talking about a few minutes ago is really feeling like, who are you and who do you want to be? You don't want to be somebody else. You just want to be you so hard in this culture that we live in, the society that we live in to actually be our true self. And I'm still growing and still trying to figure it out. But what I did was I'm like, okay, well, once you get to the core of yourself, now you can share that with other people. And so managing your energy is one of those pieces, building the community, whether it's, you know, online or in person or both hybrid model is what I use. It's like, you know, building them and building the community partnerships, collaborations, we have so many sponsors for our scholarship gala that I'm like super excited that the community is coming together. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I hadn't built the community first for connect and elevate, you know, we bring people together and people are collaborating with each other. And so I feel like once you've built that community, so much more comes out of it. Once you pour your heart into it and you're giving, it just feels so good. But in the end, 
we start, it's almost full circle. In the end, it has to bring you joy. So if, you know, giving back to the community through doing a, a gala or bringing something online doesn't feel right to you, then what does feel right to you? Is it meeting with people one-on-one -on -one versus going to networking events? Think about how you give back to your people. And for me, I love giving gifts. So gifts are my, and you would think that that would be my love language, but it's not, it's way down on the list, but I love giving value, but I also love giving physical things. So I have rocks that say hope on them. And that was my word of the year was hope when I started 2022, uh, 2021. Um, and I'm almost thinking 2022, just to keep it going and add to my words, but the process is going from you, the authentic you, and building that community and doing the things that bring you joy will also bring you the income and profit that you need to be to be successful and have a successful business. Breathe all that in. That feels so, so good. You've mentioned a scholarship a couple times, and some people might be interested as time goes on and they hear this. Is there a way so first of all, what specifically is the scholarship? And if there's a way that somebody can contribute, I, I think any scholarships just are so beautiful and worthy. So speak yes. to us on that. So this is our third year. It's been such an interesting journey because when I was a high school senior, I was trying to figure out how I was going to go to college. And it was the opportunity that I had to apply for scholarships that in the deep question of how do I want to give back? It came down to, holy moly, I can bring people together and I can offer high school seniors scholarships. So we do an in-person scholarship gala where we bring people together. We have raffles. We have, you know, people do donate for that. And it's for our local high school seniors. We have about five or six high schools that we send out applications to, and they have an opportunity to receive a thousand dollar scholarship for their college years. And it's been so impactful to hear from our recipients that we just want to continue to do it every year and make it bigger and bigger. COVID put a little damper on that last year, but all of our sponsors and all the people who purchased tickets actually kept the money in the fund. And so we were able to fund six scholarships last year without even having an event. So it was just amazing to see the community come together. And in the works is the Connect and Elevate Scholarship. We're figuring out the details of how it would work, where people and businesses can actually donate and give back to a starting woman introvert entrepreneur that needs a little bit of extra help. Maybe it's a course that she wants to take. Maybe it's a program she wants to do and we're able to help that person out. So that is in the works for 2022. Mm. Oh my goodness. Are you, do you think that you can have something on your website about that in the future? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, because I'd like to, you know, do something with that. I, so I worked at a university for 30 years and one of my, and I have a real estate background as an investor. So, and I managed like 22 properties over the course of some time and just gave that up literally my last management property. I, you know, I, I gave up <laughs> managing cause it's just, it's, it's a different beast. The, the thing that I 
really feel passionate about and what I was committed to for 30 years is making sure that students not only had an education, but had an education in the housing and residential life and student programs. And right now, sadly to say, that's all kind of my son's in college. I devoted my whole life to this and he has no programs, no events. And it's, it's so sad for me. So this would be a way to, to give back. And so I'd like to know more about it. And I'd like to, to work with that in the future, because that's a beautiful thing. And I want to thank you for that in this moment, because <sighs> three kids, a book, a business, <laughs> real estate, a husband. <laughs> a husband, and why not add a scholarship in too? But really and truly, when we do things like this, like I know that this is a podcast, but JJ's face was lit lit up, like her cheeks would get, were getting a little more rosy and you could feel the passion in her heart about this. And so I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that when we do do something from our heart, it does come with ease and flow. And it's, there's this unrelentless feeling inside, but it's, it's almost like being part of, you know, in Disney world, those lazy rivers, like, you know, if you ever get out of your little rafty thing, you know, it's going to push you down. You're going to be walking. And that's kind of how I feel when something lines up with your heart. Well, it doesn't hurt you the push, but it's enjoyable. And it just takes you down the right path. Once you have that aligned window of opportunity and energy. And so I think where we speak a lot of the a beautiful language, to, to be honest, and one that's beautiful to include in business. And I'm so grateful for all that you're doing in this in this world. Any thoughts about, oh, I wish you would have asked me about this, or I really feel like I need to share something more. Uh, this is the time that you can add anything that you feel would help others. I think it's just because it happened to me this morning is stay open. You never know what is going to land in your lap or, you know, coming through your head into your heart, but you're just be open. Sometimes I think that we think we're being open, but we're actually closed. And so once we open up and we're a little bit more vulnerable and we're a little bit more aware of the light that is shining on us and the light that we are shining on others. That has been the message this morning is the light, like being open to allowing the light to come through you, even though you're scared, even though you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be in the spotlight. And as an introvert, just be in the spotlight in your own way. And that doesn't mean you have to be on stage and doesn't mean you have to be talking to everybody, but in your own way, stand in your light. Mm. <laughs> again that's in the front of my book <laughs> I just love how we're connected <laughs> that is the message though you know be the light of the world and like you said even if you're afraid step into who you are and again just like you said this is what I was meant to be so thank you for being today with us and for sharing your message that's so needed in this world. I'm in such gratitude and thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. 
For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.